Mr. Kaler. Mr. Khan. Here we are for a bonus, a bonus episode. Bonus episode. You know what? And it, it's a follow-up to Spring Forward to Saving Daylight. Yes. And much like that gives you an extra hour of sunlight at the end of your day. Here's an extra bit of Kaler and Khan. There you go. Yes. <laughs> So, Mr. Kaler, can you describe for our listeners just the impact that you and I appear to be having on the world? Well, is it odd? Or maybe it isn't. But is it just a coincidence that within a few short days of us releasing the last episode, news hits across all media the fact that we are political influencers. I'm not surprised at all. And in fact, my personal suspicion is after policymakers heard us savage John Kasich and Klepper for ripping us off, they said, <laughs> oh no, we can't run afoul of Kaler and Khan because their army of listeners will harass, harangue, cajole, prod, bother, annoy, irk. Us to no end. The army of tens. <laughs> I think we are up to army of tens. We're no longer an army of ones. Okay, there you go. We've, Improvement. We've been improving, yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. To get to what you're alluding to, the U.S. Senate, the more prestigious of the two chambers of the bicameral system. No disrespect to the House of Representatives, but, you know, <laughs> the Senate's where it's at. The Senate passes a version of a bill to make daylight saving permanent, and I love the name. It is... The Sunshine Protection Act. Sponsored by the lead sponsor? Hershey's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Kaler. The other day, I found this. Anonymous piece of paper. It has an image of a Hershey's milk chocolate bar on it, and it says, the shameless ads keep coming, or else. So, <laughs> so I believe the agents of Hershey's are extorting us well, for free advertising. There you go. Well, maybe they just don't realize the influence that, that you and I have. You know, I, but I'm not going to be cowed by this. You're not going to succumb to the to the pressures of big chocolate. I stand resolute in my support <laughs> for Cadbury chocolate. Uh, Although, I mean, listen, I'm going to be honest. Uh, who doesn't like uh, a Hershey's bar with almonds in it? Some Hershey's kisses around the holiday times. A Mr. Good bar. Is Mr. Good bar Hershey? Oh, yes, it is. Okay. That's not Mars? Eminem Mars? I don't think so. I don't know. You got in trouble last time. Oh. Now you're <laughs> Milton Hershey is going to be sore oh. with you. You're the one who's supposed to be in his oh, chocolatey no, pocket. Oh, no, it is. Uh, it's Hershey. It is Hershey. And it was introduced oh. in 1925. Thank goodness. So, thank you, Milton. Yeah. Mr. Hershey, sorry. Yeah, that's right. Show respect to your <laughs> corporate overlord. <laughs> Keep Quick our, update. Yes. I think I just received an email that is a cease and desist. <laughs> yes. We in, we in no way want to be associated with your program. <laughs> the opinions of the show yeah. <laughs> are not indicative of the management. All right. Well, let's get the, the non-Pinocchio answer. 
Who, who's the main sponsor? Oh, Senator Mar- <laughs> Senator Marco Rubio from uh, Florida. Yes. But wait, you forgot oh. the most important, the most significant political fact. What's that? Unanimous. Oh. Yes. No senator stood to oppose it. So for the first time in a long time, something that everybody agreed on. <laughs> That's wonderful. It is. It is. So, um, yeah, basically, if it were to go into effect, starting in 2023, we say goodbye to standard time or sun time, as the old timers called it. <laughs> yes, but um, it, it, it appears that there's, there's going to be a bit of a hurdle when it comes to the, to the lower house, the house of reps. Oh. Um, because apparently, from what I was uh, reading, was that uh, the house uh, kind of got this onto their lap a little bit blindsided. Didn't didn't appear like it was on their radar when it arrived in their house, uh, so they're gonna they're gonna scrutinize it a little bit more than the Senate did. Interesting. Now, there's a couple of things. You know, we did this experiment once before, back in the early '70s. We went to daylight saving time for it was supposed to be a two-year experiment. And did it work? We ended it after a year and a half. (laughs) Uh, Basically, people lost their minds in the dark of winter. Yeah. So, Mr. Kaler, all of this begs the question, is this a bright (laughs) idea? Um, Are we talking myself or are we talking some of the pros and cons that have been floated out there in as recent as this has been uh, now broadcast news for the last few weeks. Yeah, let's go with what the literature says about the wisdom. How are the experts feeling? Okay. The so-called well, experts. you know what? I, I'm going to lead off with this. Right. I think one of the most intriguing minuses to this Daylight Protection Act Mm-hmm. is the fact that it really messes up the way our body works. Um, I found this article that talked about how standard time is is very closely aligned to the sun's progression and that bright mornings help people wake up and stay alert while dark nights allow for the production of melatonin, which allows us to sleep, triggers our sleep, and that having permanent daylight savings time would just mess that up and it leaves us permanently out of sync. You know, I think that from a from a, a, an emotional and biological standpoint, I'm gonna say that's a big no. That does not sound good. Groggy in the morning, <laughs> not, not, and given that you and I have to begin our infotainment, <laughs> at 7.40 in the morning, that's a lot of energy to bring. I mean, you and I, being hosts of the podcast, that always gets it right. We've, uh, it wasn't a joke, but okay. <laughs> We've got the, dare I say, wattage to just shake even the groggiest out of their slumber and just have them fully engaged. But, you know, not everybody is a Kaler or a Khan. This is the downside, of course. If you wake up early, you're going to be waking up in pitch blackness. For example, people who are going to schools, right? So high schools in particular, because they have the earliest starting time of the schools in a district. Um, Here in New York State, uh, most extreme case scenario, you get around the winter solstice. That's your shortest period of day length. 
if we were on full-time daylight savings time, sunrise would not be happening until about 8 o'clock, 8.15 on December 21st. Along those same lines, I found a uh, an infographic that I shared with you. It's a map of the United States and across it, it shows what full-time daylight saving time would do to the latest sunrise of the year. And we touched on this where I said, you know, here in New York, it would be dawn sunrise at 8.15. Very interesting to me though, like you look at the Eastern time zone and once you get to Western New York, Buffalo, yeah. ra-cha-cha, <laughs> you know, your, your, your time of latest sunrise starts to get to like 8.30 to nine o'clock. The- but the best graphic I think from what you just pointed out is we live on really the furthest Eastern mm-hmm. part of mm-hmm. that Eastern time zone. so. The points you're talking about, the furthest west, and that goes all the way into... The good old Upper Peninsula of Michigan. If you if you actually look at the time zone, the eastern time zone takes this dramatic jog to the west to put the Upper Peninsula of Michigan into the eastern time zone, separating it from Wisconsin in the central time zone. So the Upper Peninsula of, of Michigan is, as we would say in New England, wicked west. And, uh, you know, looking at the graphic, oh my gosh, uh, a 9.30 to 10 or 10 a.m. or later start, uh, actually, it's just the 9.30 to 10 a.m. for sunrise. I mean, that is really dark, really late. And, and this graphic is great because it just shows for each time zone, you know, the furthest, e- I mean, if you're in the furthest eastern part, you're jumping for joy. I mean, that's great. But if you're in the furthest western part of the time zone a morning is going to be a big drudge yeah and so you know this is this is one of the things you know in the again in the earlier segment when we were talking about the experiment back in the early 70s and people just really not liking how dark it was you see a graphic like this and you think to yourself well wait a second maybe this isn't such a great idea to go to full-time daylight savings time i don't know i think people are going to lose their minds yeah, but look at the benefit. In December, instead of getting out where it's dusk, you now have that extra hour of daylight. Oh, I agree. That's an extra hour of daylight for playing a little pond hockey, eh? <laughs> get the skates on, get outside. If the pond is frozen. Indeed. That's a story for another <laughs> podcast. But... um Yeah, you know, we'll see. Um, We tried it once before, it didn't work. And one of the groups that really um, objected to it would be parents who had children who were standing out at the bus stop early in the morning when it was pitch black. They were not feeling it. But again, that after school daylight, that's a big bonus. Um, The other thing that I came across, given my affection for snowboarding and the snow sports in general, (laughs) the ski industry, not fans of this idea because ski patrollers, they need that light to assess the mountain, looking for avalanche hazards. You know, they're not liking this plan because they feel like it's gonna delay when they can get skiers and riders out on the mountain. It's always about commercialism with you, isn't it? Listen, I am not- Or is this, are you focusing more on the safety? yeah. We're just people doing their jobs. This is the safety aspect okay. of it. Yeah, not right. the commercialism thing. With all that being said, though, you had some pretty persuasive arguments that we really should just pick something and be done with it. So what was it that you brought to the table there? Oh, uh... It's better not be another Hershey's ad. <laughs> no, just that, um, you know, we talked about uh, sleep deprivation, the potential for sleep deprivation, you know, with this whole permanent fix. 
And, you know, the more sleep deprivation that humans have, the more problems that they, more medical problems that we seem to have as well, uh, particularly cardiovascular disease. I saw that great article about the surgeon out in the Midwest saying that it always on those days where we either go forward or go backwards, statistically, those ER rooms are are packed on those days and it's pro and and they link it to the amount of cardio care cases. Yeah, so that that is fairly convincing that like all right, let's just pick one and be done with it. I just can't believe the amount of time or media hype that this is getting over something that's so mundane. Well, I mean, that is what we are all about here. <laughs> Exploring the, uh, the mundane. Sailing the seas of absurdity. There you go. I think, you know, and, and going back to the last episode with the interviews we did, there is an appetite to stop adjusting the clocks. Just pick one. It seems to me, though, from everything that I'm seeing here, we're actually maybe picking the wrong one that it might make more sense to go with standard, standard. time. And we only had one person yeah. in the respondents right, right. Who, who liked standard time. But it seems like number one, you know, that lines up better with our circadian rhythms. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, industries that like an early start in the morning. And it's not just the ski industry, but you know, any kind of industry where you need that light to get out there sure. in the morning. Um, they don't seem to be fans of this because it delays their starter, requires them to use artificial lighting if that's something that's possible. And, you know, just being super dark right before coming to school, that also seems to be an issue. You know, kids waiting at the bus stop and it's dark. You know, I think it goes back to what you were talking about a little while ago with, you know, this experiment was experiment was tried already in the 70s. And how long did you say it lasted? Uh, a year and a half. And it was supposed to be, what, a four-year trial run? Uh, Two-year. Two-year two trial, trial run. run. So, you know, yeah, I think uh, people of this generation, you know, are, are going to find out, are going to make their complaints uh, known very quickly. I don't think we're going to get to a year and a half. If they do pass it, Yeah. I don't think it'll last a year and a half before people say, you know what? I'm done. Yeah, no. so like, like many things from the 70s, like polyester, wide lapels, bell orange. Bottoms. Bell bottoms can look The cool. Brady Bunch. Orange, brown, purple color palettes. I think some things, you know, we experimented, we tried, and perhaps best left in the 1970s. There you go. You know? Yeah, I would agree. All right, so let's circle it up as we like to do at the end of an episode. What did we learn today? So we learned that the Senate has passed a bill to make daylight savings time permanent. But does that mean it's gonna happen? No, not necessarily. So what else needs to happen, Kayla? There's at least two more things. Well, it goes over to the, uh, it's now on the, uh, the doorstep of the, the House of Representatives. And to summarize it very quickly without getting too wonky, it uh, gets late. assigned to a committee in the House. The committee investigates it, holds a hearing, uh, here's testimony, and then it goes to the House for a vote. Uh, invariably, their version of the bill, if it does get passed, their version of the bill is going to be different than uh, slightly different, more than likely. With the, uh, it's going to be different from the Senate. Uh, go, they'll go to a conference committee and they'll iron it out. 
um, look at both versions of the bill. And that conference committee, that's Senate and House representatives getting together to yes, hammer out the differences. It is a joint committee, so members of both houses. Yeah. And then, um, you know, if they can, if they can make it uh, all purdy looking, uh, they will put a bow on it, uh, send it to the president's desk, and then, you know, he's got his options. So that's the path that this thing has to go. Senate over to the House now, House to the Joint Committee. If they uh, approve it, onto the president's desk to be signed into law, and there we go. Now, the other thing that we learned, is this a good idea? Seems like full-time daylight saving time might be more problematic than full-time standard time. I would agree. All right, so I think we've learned something productive, and now we can watch the debate on permanent daylight savings time unfold before our eyes. I wonder how long it'll take. And you know what you could do while you're reading your news magazine or paper? Re you know, about the comings and goings of daylight saving time? Sure. You could enjoy a delicious Cadbury cream egg. Well, I was going to say a nice cup, a nice mug on a chilly day like today. A nice right. mug of hot cocoa <gasps> using... Hershey's chocolate. Oh boy. All right, Mr. Kaler. Mr. Khan, live long and prosper. <laughs>